Hey, Cryptocurrent crew. I want to give a quick shout out to all of our content producers out there. If you're a person that is passionate about creating content around cryptocurrency, blockchain, fintech, and just helping people understand everything that's going on in this space, then I'm talking to you. We would love if you would become a Cryptocurrent contributor. If you go to our website, we have a form that you can fill out so you can start to share some of the amazing content that you are creating with our audience. So please sign up today and we look forward to working with you soon. All right, what's going on, everybody? For Cryptocurrent, I'm Stephen Miller, and you are watching the latest in our interview series where we connect you with the thought leaders that are shaping Web3. Today, I'm joined by Roy. You may know him as Zeneca33 on Twitter. He's also the founder and lead of the Zen Academy NFT project. Roy, how are we doing today? Doing well, all things considered. <laughs> Excuse me. <laughs> uh, I'm getting over a cold. I was hoping to make it through the 20 minutes without coughing, but yeah, I'm doing well, uh, minus the the cough. I was about to say, so we're starting out strong here. Yeah. <laughs> it's too funny. I was about to say, right now, uh, for anybody who's paying attention, um, it's been a very rough market these last couple of days. Um, safe to say. And while we're starting out this show um, with coughing, I feel like everybody's more so just been having a heart attack. So mm-hmm. I do want to kind of unpack what's going on in the market, at least from your perspective. Because to me, I think that everybody just needs a little bit of um, a frame of reference. So before we dive in too much to that, I do want to ask our um, viewers and our listeners, if you're joining us on um, YouTube, please do us a favor. Make sure that you're subscribed to the channel. Drop a like and let us know in the comments what you think of this video. But also make sure that you're following us over on your preferred podcast platform of choice, where we will be bringing this to everybody in our community. So Roy, I do want to ask you, what do you think of what's going on in the market right now? Like, What is your overall take on NFTs and crypto at large right now? Yeah. So there's a lot of fear, a lot of panic, a lot of doom and gloom. There's been several catastrophic events. Obviously, the the largest in in Web3 has been uh, the whole Terra and UST collapse uh, a top 10 coin basically on a zero uh, and, and two, two top 50-ish or whatever coins. Um, the repercussions have just been felt widespread. Prior to that, the market was already bearish and has been trending bearish for a while. People were panicking. The, the wider markets outside of crypto are crashing and tech stocks are not doing well. And just the whole world is in a bit of a, a state of disarray. And, and we're sort of... I think we had been relatively insulated in the NFT bubble for a while where everything was crashing. Even crypto wasn't performing so well, but NFTs were like certain collections are still doing well and blue chips were pumping. And we saw a lot of, you know, euphoria in the market in January and a bit of February. And then again, um, sort of start of April, it was picking up again. And then it just all hit ahead. I think like the other side land, other deed land sale, um, which extracted a ton of money from the ecosystem in, in conjunction with, like the gas war, and then Akutar's losing a bunch of money, and then Moonbirds taking a bunch of money out, and then 
everything else that came after that. And, and Azuki, I didn't even mention Azuki. That's just a massive thing going on in this space. It's it's a lot of doom and glooms. And there's a lot of um, people panicking and prices crashing. But I think, um, and rightfully so, it is a tricky time for people to sort of cope with what's going on. And it's it's been tricky for me as well. Like I've had moments over the last week, you know, many moments where I was like, Worried, concerned, thinking, oh, did I make a mistake? Should I have sold earlier? Um, why didn't I sell earlier? Uh, feeling overextended, well, not overextended, but like like my allocation was skewed and all sorts of stuff. And, you know, thinking of what, what a lot of people do is they think they look at what their portfolio on paper was at its peak and are always comparing that like, well, you know, a month ago, I was worth $100,000, let's say. Now it's only 50000 And then it's... A, it just—it's really tough to stomach that loss of on paper loss, and huh, yeah, I mean that's that's the market right now. Everyone is going through, and this is like shared misery type situation where it's just very bleak. Um, and I think it's important to try and escape the market. You know, go touch grass, as a lot of people say. You know, take some deep breaths. Uh, you know, meditate, exercise, all the right things um, that everyone thinks you should do. It, it really is important to try and do them a little bit and just. Get out of this this madness, if especially if you're sort of um, spiraling or just feeling it a lot. Yeah, you know? yeah. I mean, the way that you were leaning into it, I mean, it, it did really seem like a perfect storm all through the last like couple of mm-hmm. weeks. You know, every 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 single event that you hit on were things that I've been thinking a lot about. I mean, granted, I know that you're still you know within the uh, board of Yacht Club ecosystem. And thinking to myself about like how other deeds went and how all that liquidity got pulled out and immediately followed with all of this ma- like mm. instant madness, it seems it can be daunting for an individual investor. And even just somebody who's observing the space from afar, like for example, our wonderful regulators across the world, they are probably just like chomping in the bit to legislate off all this. And I think that it's just it's more important for everybody to step back and kind of take inventory of it all in the moment because it's really hard to make decisions off of max pain and regret and things mm-hmm. like that. So I think taking inventory is a really important thing there. But um, a good mutual friend of ours, um, Emily Evie, says, you know, make sure you drink water, right? That's that's her her big go right there. And again, you've got it on lock and I've got my version of water over here, which is constantly coffee. Um, <laughs> So I, I have to ask, outside of that, like, what do you recommend for people who are feeling that right now? Who really, I guess, need to take that step back to either go touch grass or drink some water? Yeah, um, I think it's it's hard to. Well, there are unfortunately people all along the spectrum, and uh, the first thing I would say is that no matter where you are, you, you should not feel guilty for feeling whatever you feel, like because there are people who have a lot of money and have lost a little bit and and they want to feel really bad. But then they say, well, this person lost their life savings and and maybe I shouldn't feel bad. And then, you know, I, I just want to preface everything by saying that no matter your situation, if you're feeling anxious or fearful, it's it's totally valid. And everyone goes through it regardless of your situation. And it's not it's not a competition, basically. Um, and then then I would say look at your situation and try and um I guess as objectively as possible, evaluate 
evaluate it um, and take stock. And uh, the best advice I saw on this front was, uh, I think, a Twitter thread by OSF um, a few days ago who said, uh, take pen and paper, step away from your computer and just write and write um, some thoughts, write down uh, your portfolio, like your positions, and and literally mark down where, like the projects you have high conviction in, low conviction in, medium conviction in, and like take stock that way. Um, but maybe that doesn't apply to you. Maybe you literally did lose everything and you have no, nothing left to look at. Um, then it's sort of maybe take stock of your life and look at what you have to be grateful for, thankful for, whether it's a, a family, whether it's friends, whether it's um, health, whether it's... There's, there's usually something that you can really, whether it's a roof over your head. Um, and even if it's none of those things, it's the fact that you're alive, that, that you're still here, that you, you can always build up, you can always come back. And, and there's infinite stories um, of people who, just even in crypto, hit rock bottom and then another rock bottom and another rock bottom and have come back and, and been extraordinarily successful because they use that experience to like learn from and then you know educate themselves and then stick around in the space, rebuild, claw their way back and then not make those same mistakes or like things again in the future. Um, so no matter where you are, just know that you can and you can bounce back from whatever situation you're in. Um, you know, maybe you're in hundreds of thousands of dollars of debt and, and you know, you have no money, no assets and you, you're freaking out. Um, you can still bounce back. You can still, you know, there will, there's always a path forward. So I just want to really hammer that point home. Um, and then honestly, the thing that helps the most is time. And it's it's both a good and a bad thing. The bad thing is you can't speed it up. The good thing is you can't slow it down. And you don't have to do anything for it to work. It's just gonna work. You know, it's just gonna happen eventually. Like as time goes on, wounds heal, um, and and things get easier. Yeah, it's just remembering that is I think really important. And then you know all the usual stuff that everyone knows. I'm not I'm not going to repeat them again. But just you know, step away from the computer, journal, eat well. You know get outside, talk to your friends, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Um, always good things to do. But um, yeah, I think just understanding that whatever you're feeling is valid and that there is a path forward and that time will make things better is just points that I would like to get across. Yeah. One of the things that I spoke about in our weekly Twitter space last night with um, a couple of my really good friends in the space, one of which you actually accidentally just said his... Um, his anonymous handle, which is good things. Um, he and I talked very specifically about like how we can learn more from what we've gone through and taking away learnings from not just ourselves, but the other people in the space. So like go have a conversation with people. Go talk to people who are feeling the way that you're feeling. And I guarantee you right now for every single listener at home, there are Twitter spaces, there are Discord voice chats, there are plenty of conversations being had across the space right now that are not your typical, um, j- let's just call it broy hype drive, right? There's a lot that are being there's a lot that are being more critical. They're taking a second to break down what exactly just happened, what they can learn not only from their mistakes and their failings and fall forward into them and carry them forward, but also to learn from other people. Um, I do want to pitch one. Honestly, I, th- I thought it was a real, not just brilliantly timed, but brilliant in terms of content. Go over to um, Roy's tw- uh, Twitter feed and look for a picture of what he wrote on how to cope. That to me is a great lesson in terms of like what you need to be thinking about right now to 
get through this time and like set yourself up right in your mind to just walk through step by step, right? But there, you mentioned another one, OSF. There are plenty of things that he's written or they've written, excuse me, to give you the ammunition to move forward. So be thinking about things that way, I think is a really great way to look at it, especially when we're all dealing with max pain right now. So Roy, I do want to take a second and turn back over to Zen Academy while we have you here. There's been a ton that's you know been developed behind the scenes. And obviously, there's plenty that you can't share with me um, that is still under lock and key. But can you tell me a little bit about your journey since having started it? Because you came on the show last time right when you were starting Zen Academy. What has the journey been like so far to you? And what, what do people have to look forward to right now? Hey, everyone. Just wanted to let you know about all the amazing content that we're making for you exclusively over on YouTube. You can stay connected to crypto's top stories and trending topics with the Aftershock. Every Wednesday, join cryptocurrent Steve Miller and myself for a brand new discussion on what's going on in the wild world of Web3. If you want to learn more about cryptocurrency and blockchain but don't know where to start, Crypto Decrypted will cover everything from basics and fundamental analysis to the advanced concepts of technical analysis. Join Chris K every Thursday exclusively on YouTube to get this content. Finally, if you want to take a deeper dive into the world of NFTs and learn more about all the latest and greatest and what's happening in that space while capturing alpha, join Steven on NFT Thursdays exclusively on Twitter Spaces on Thursdays at 6 p.m. Central Standard Time. We hope you're enjoying our content. And if you're enjoying it, please like, subscribe, share, and leave comments so that we can continue to give you the content to keep you cryptocurrent. Yeah. So it's been it's been a journey. It's been a whirlwind. It's uh I can't remember exactly what I said, but uh I can imagine what I said. And it was probably along the lines of there is no roadmap. There is no. It is. It is literally just a Discord server. Um, I remember a lot of people asked me at the time. I had friends pull me aside. Like, all right, on the website you're saying no roadmap, but really, what are you planning? What's and I was like, no, this is it. This is this is what we're starting with, and we're going to figure it out as we go along. Um, so we launched in November, and for the first couple of months, it was basically that. It was the Discord server. It was a couple of like small things where I commissioned artists and then airdropped art to holders because that was fun and you know cool to do and you know commissioning artists and supporting artists is always a good thing. Um, and then it got to about I think mid January I think where and that's when I was like, all right, now what? You know, it's it's been a while and, and what, what do we do going forward? Because obviously, roadmap or not, I, I want to keep building in the space. I want to keep doing pushing the needle forward and, and providing value and stuff to my community and the wider space. And that's when um, I really just started thinking bigger picture and expanding the team a bit. Um, Emily came on as a marketing witch to really help with the brand vision. And um, honestly, less so marketing, although she's definitely helping there, but more just like culture and like um, lore and storytelling and building out Zen Academy as a... As a um, Hogwarts. I mean, yeah, I'm glad you said it. I can't say it <laughs> or I shouldn't say it. Um, but yeah, this fantastical, this magical, this futuristic space where she's she's a creative writer. She's written a lot of lore for Zen Academy now. And, and that's stuff that we've internally seen, but we haven't really given out to the, the public yet. But we're going to start dripping that, drip feeding that in, in various places and just baking a story into 
into Zen Academy. So I, I realized how important, like I sort of looked at all the most successful projects and the ones that I really appreciated the most. Um, and it always came down to like storytelling, world building, lore, and, and the power of that is you know, humans at our core, we're storytellers. And I think that figuring out how to weave a story and narrative into Zen Academy and make it fun uh, as well as educational is something that I really wanted to focus in. So we've been working on that behind the scenes. Um, we've done like a redesign in terms of logo and we have a new website coming out very, very soon actually that I'm excited to share next couple of weeks. It's a basic website to begin with, but we'll be iterating on that. We have a Git book coming out where we're just keeping content in uh, a new place outside of Discord. Um, yeah, I mean, I'll just, I'll just go through the whole journey, I guess. It, it's, it's not that long of a story. So then there was a point when I think it was like February or March where uh, I had been looking at other communities and you know what people were doing in the space and trying to replicate some of that for Zen Academy. And you know there was a lot of collabs and, and getting mint list spots for your community and running giveaways um, and hosting um, AMAs and, and all sorts of stuff like that. And Twitter spaces. And, and uh, so I did more and more of that and added um, and, and felt like I was adding value. But I think in reality, what, what was happening was I was stepping too far back from the community and, and trying to just, again, just replicate other communities and, and forgetting about what actually made Zen Academy special and what drew, drew people to Zen Academy in the first place, which was um, my content as well as the community and, and the focus on the community. And so for a couple of months, we sort of trended sideways. And, and I, I honestly, I felt like the soul was leaving Zen Academy a bit. And it was like increasingly panicking a little bit more. Um, even though everyone around me was saying, you know, I love it. Things are fine. This is great. I, I just felt like it was not doing... It just didn't feel as magical as it first did. So then I, I thought about how to get it back. And I sort of like consciously made a shift where I was going to like stop focusing on collabs and, and try and delegate that and, and not just replicate other people and do what we started doing, which was me being more present, writing content and focusing community first. Um, and that's when I did like the great burn <laughs> fire. We, I just, we had like 200 channels in the discord, which was way too much. Um, double-edged sword. And like, I asked so many people like, do you, do you like it? Do you want threads instead? And it was always a mixed response. And a lot of people said they, they hated threads. And then as soon as I did it, I just burned out, like got rid in one night, just got rid of, 98% of channels. We literally went down to two channels where you could type and text in and then some announcement channels. And everyone was like, this is amazing. This is a breath of fresh air. I'm going to spend more time here. It was too overwhelming. And um, I'm really glad that I did that. And ever since then, it's sort of been like a new leaf has been turned and and we're like reinvigorated. Um, let's see. So that was... April 1st. I'll never forget that day. I did it on April Fool's Day. And people came into the server and like, what happened? Is this such... I, I could not have picked a worse day. Um, oh, you, you picked the perfect day for it. Let's be perfectly clear. I remember yeah. when it happened and I sat there in my chair and laughed my <laughs> ass off because I knew that everybody was going to be like, this has to be an April Fool's prank. And I'm yeah, saying it's absolutely not an April Fool's prank. I wasn't even, I wasn't even thinking of it. Honestly, it was it was the worst day for another reason as well. I did it on a Friday, and like literally a week or two earlier, I'd made an announcement talking about how at Zen Academy we we really want to work on work life balance, and the team is going to take weekends off and be light mode. And then I'm sitting there talking to the team about I just burned it all, and people come in with questions, and it was the weekend, and I was like, oh, I guess I'm working all weekend. <laughs> so I was just sat there the whole weekend, just fielding questions and slowly building back. But um, yeah, it, it it worked out really nicely, and. So that's that's Discord stuff. And then we're sort of planning two 
IRL events. Our first two events, so we're going to be at MET Amsterdam, June 14th, 17th. Um, and then basically straight after that, head to NFT NYC. And we're going to have events at both, which is a lot of fun. Just like I'm excited on multiple fronts. A, I've never really been to any sort of NFT event. So to meet so many people that I've spoken to, worked with, chatted with, wanted to meet, just to meet them in the flesh, as well as obviously just meeting the community and having a community event and, and having fun with the community. And, and we have some merch stuff planned and some other cool things. And yeah, so that's, that's the, the event side of things. Um, and then, uh, so Nas Academy, this is a t-shirt I'm wearing. I did a course with them. Uh, I think I filmed... I started talking to them in December. I think we filmed in February and then got released um, early April. So it was a long process. And it, the course is on how to launch an NFT project. And it's been honestly very well received, which shocked me because I, I was not expecting that. I, was not, I wasn't trying to be humble. I just literally during the course, I felt like I didn't go into enough detail and didn't provide enough. But I guess uh, it's a case of if I think it's not enough information, it's different to someone brand new to the space viewing it. And to them, it might be a ton of valuable information. So um, that course has gone really well. And now... Uh, and which it's 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 a paid course, but it's free for Zen Academy holders. And then I'm going to Dubai in two weeks, and I'm going to be filming two more courses. Um, one is on community building and uh, growing a community, and just using what I've learned over the last six to eight months growing Zen Academy, as well as talking and advising other projects, seeing what's worked and what's not worked. And I'm really excited for that one. And but I'm actually even more excited the second one, which ties into what we were saying earlier, is on mental health and like you know. Um, keeping sane in this space and like strategies, tips, things I've learned, um, things to think about, uh, all that kind of stuff. And, and excuse me. And we're sort of figuring out, actually I had a meeting today about it. So we haven't figured out the syllabus yet, but that's, it's coming soon. And it'll, it'll be, um, a, sm- a shorter course, but the, the hope is for sort of a two pronged approach. One is for it to be, um, proactive minded. So people take the course and can, put things in place and maybe work out a strategy and mental framework so that if and when events like the last week happen, they aren't hit as hard as maybe someone underprepared is hit. Um, But the other approach is obviously a lot of people will probably not have done that, not do that and find themselves in a space, a place where they are feeling it and they're like really in a bad mindset. Um, And then to maybe give them some actionable steps for things to do to or just basic words of advice and encouragement and support to, um, but actually more actionable steps because then what's people are looking for to like, how can you move forward and get out of this and where to look for, for support and that kind of stuff. So yeah, those two were filming end of the month. Um, as well as we might be filling some stuff at NFT NYC. Um, and also it's not just me. So now we're starting to bring other content creators in to produce some stuff under the Zen Academy banner. Um, so one person, I don't know if you're familiar. Uh, Swambat is his name on Twitter. He produces these really great analytical charts. And um, I, I love his content. And I think that... Anyway, he's going to create a course that will also, I'm pretty sure, be free for Zen Academy holders. And then that will be coming out. Um, so let's say end of May, maybe just July, those courses will come out. July, June, July, August sometime. Um, and then there's a PFP project, which we've hinted at a bunch and and spoken about. And we are actively thinking about it and brainstorming and working on it. But honestly, we haven't, I haven't figured out a way to do it that seemed perfect yet. And I don't want to just, I don't want to just put another PFP project out there just for the sake of doing it. 
I think there are valid reasons. And that's why we, I didn't do it in the first place with Zen Academy. Um, that said, I think there are valid reasons to... Like for fun, honestly, people enjoy having a PFP. They enjoy feeling part of a community with some uh, visual representation that they can use. And, and it maybe bakes into the story and lore a bit more. But um, figuring out the logistics and the, all of that is tricky. I have a meeting on sh- Tuesday with my operations manager about that. And we're going to brainstorm and plan. But honestly, it is many months away still. Like it, It's not something we're rushing. If, if we do it, it's not even a guarantee thing. I, I would say Q3, Q4 this year is a somewhat realistic date. Um, yeah, that's that's a bunch of stuff that's happening at Zen Academy. And then there's a 333 club, which I'm also very excited about. And that's a separate thing, which is like the more exclusive club of builders and, and founders. And um, that's almost sold out now. So I think we've had the longest running mint list in NFC history. Like, so we opened the mint list in October, November, and we're still adding names to it now, but all like we just finished adding names to it. Um, and yeah, that's going well as well. And, and focusing on building that out in a separate way. And we have a couple of events lined up as well. Um, yeah, that's, that's the last six months of Zen Academy. And that's been an, an absolute journey though. I mean, look, for what we talk about at the beginning of the show, like actually finding learnings and carrying them forward, though, it sounds like you guys have had quite a few along the journey. Um, mm. And I'm, I'm really excited to see all that. And just to make sure that every listener at home understands this, all of those courses that you just talked about, all of the mints in the future that are coming up, all of that's going to be accessible to people with the Zen Academy passes and the 333 Club passes, correct? Yes, that's correct. That we all of the content will always be honestly. I, I, in an ideal world, all education content would be free for everyone. But like, realistically, well produced content uh, that takes time and effort and multiple people working on it, it, it has costs. So, um, but for Zen Academy holders, uh, if you hold either of the tokens, yes, every everything will be free. As well as when we do the P, if we do the PFE project, if and when, um, it'll it'll be free. It'll be very. I'm all about giving value back, basically. So we'll find ways to reward holders. Um, and I'm also working with a lot of other communities to sort of find ways to give them access to Zen Academy, um, A, just as a Discord community, but then also like discounts to the course, free passes to the course to give to their communities, things like that. Um, if you're watching this and you're a project founder, you have a community, reach out to me and I'm, we'll, we'll be able to work something out. Um, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah, we're working on a couple other things. So like um, we've produced a glossary of terms for like common NFT terms that we're putting out there. And currently it's pretty hard to find, but I think with a new website, it'll be a little easier. Um, as well as I'm working on like a really basic ebook that is honestly, it's, it's repurposing a lot of my old content, but like Twitter threads that I've written that I think are valuable and a lot of people really appreciated. Um, but I've pretty much lost. Like the, it's very difficult to find them. So we're trying to go through and find them and put them in like an ebook format, which will be free and available to everyone. Awesome. Yeah. yeah. Well, look, there's a lot of things to look forward to over at Zen Academy and there's a lot of resources out there for everybody. So make sure that if you at home are keeping yourself crypto curious and you are interested in the space, keep forcing yourself to learn forward and look for people like Roy who have a lot of great threads out there on Twitter that are being really thoughtful and intentional about the space. Um, it's one of the things that I appreciate most about Zen Academy and what they've done so far is the fact that I would call it 95% of what you see is extremely intentional and purposeful. 
And intention and purpose, I think, is oftentimes the guiding light behind these NFT communities, but should also be the guiding light behind a lot of us here in this space to work through things like what we're dealing with now in the markets. So Roy, I really do appreciate you taking the time to come on today. It was a blast. Um, can you do me a favor and give everybody the handle to go follow Zen, uh, Zen Academy? Because I know that on screen right now, but at home for podcast listeners, they don't have it. You can follow yes, absolutely. At, at Zeneca underscore 33. But where can they follow Zen Academy? Uh, Zen Academy is at Zen Academy underscore on, on Twitter. And I'll also mention this. Um, uh, we have the access to the Discord. Full access is gated behind a token, but anyone can join the Discord, click an emoji and get free access, which is basically read-only access. So you can try before you buy. You can, If you can't afford it, you can come, you can read content, see what people are talking about, get, read the entire Alpha Hub section, which you know, I don't think of us an Alpha community, but people like to share about Mint's going on and all of that. Um, yeah, you can get that all that for free. Um, so you can find the links to that in the Zen Academy Twitter bio, in my Twitter bio, and, and yeah, all that. Perfect. Well, Roy, thanks again for coming on. For those of you at home, thank you for listening. We really appreciate you taking the time today. We hope that you're doing okay. We hope that you're making it through this storm. I'm sure that you will. But until next time, when we meet for our Wednesday Aftershock show, or even our next interview on Friday, we certainly hope that you'll stay Cryptocurrent. Have a great day. Hey, Cryptocurrent crew. We want to give a quick shout out to all of our faithful listeners out there. It's been an amazing journey, and we really appreciate your support throughout the years as we've been growing as a community. Each episode, we decided that we would start sharing some of the reviews that you were leaving for us. For today, we would like to share this review. Today's podcast review comes from Jakinzi. Nice podcast and a must follow for everyone in the blockchain industry. We sincerely appreciate this review and all reviews and would like to ask that if you're enjoying our show, please take a quick moment to go and leave a review on our podcast so that hopefully we can be highlighting your review next. Simply go to our show notes or go to our website where we have a link where you can share your review today. Hey everyone, I hope you enjoyed today's episode. For more information on today's episode and all of our episodes, please visit us at www.crypto-current.co. You can also find a link in the show notes. Want to stay up to date in the latest news in cryptocurrency? Sign up for our newsletter today. You'll receive daily emails Monday through Friday that are personalized and curated content specific to you and your interest, powered by artificial intelligence. You can either go to our show notes or go to our website to sign up today. We would like to give a special shout out to our Moon sponsor, Acacia Digital. Acacia invests in partners with early stage blockchain companies who are solving complex problems in large markets. Acacia partners with projects that have established technology and communities. Acacia supports public projects exhibiting strong momentum and capacity to grow into large markets. Acacia also directly participates in limited releases such as NFTs tied to unique experiences, access, or products. For more information, go to acaciadigital.io. Again, that's acaciadigital.io. Are you an accredited investor looking to invest in cryptocurrency? Crescent City Capital can help. Go to crescentcitycapital.com for more information. I don't know if you've noticed, but the quality of our podcast each week are improving. I can only thank my amazing producer, Andrew DeRitter with DeRitter Productions, who has been putting all of this together. If you have any podcast, music, or audio needs, please go to DeRitterProductions.com. That's D-E-R-I-T-T-E-R Productions.com. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Cryptocurrent with Richard Carthon. We'll be back with more exciting developments from the world of blockchain and cryptocurrency next week. But until then, 
stay crypto current. Thank you for joining us for another episode of Cryptocurrent. Just one quick reminder. Cryptocurrent is a cryptocurrency and blockchain education platform that's bridging the gap between the curious newcomers who are just discovering the space and the thought leaders who are shaping its future. All opinions expressed by Richard Carthon, the Cryptocurrent team, and their guests on this show are exclusively their own opinions. You should not treat any opinion expressed by Richard, the team, and their guests as a specific inducement to make a particular investment or to follow his financial advice. This show and any other cryptocurrent production is exclusively for informational purposes.